Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? He followed us here. So what do we do now? This isn't like any other ghost face. It's for you. Hello, Gail. Scream. Hello, hello, hello. This is Adolf, and I have with me Classic Jake. Howdy, folks. And today you're reviewing a new 3D movie, Scream 6. Yeah. And as per usual, we'll talk about the 3D aspect first. Now, this is the first Scream movie to be in 3D, and the first um, horror movie, new horror movie, to be released in 3D in a long time. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite a while. I mean, technically, last year we did get Jaws and The Dawn of the Dead to get released in 3D, and so those mm-hmm. are classic 3D releases, but not uh-huh. a new movie in a while. Mm-hmm. And they really weren't what I would call full blown regular theatrical releases either. <laughs> they were just, um, but having said that, Jaws in 3D is a a nice experience. So if you have a chance to uh, see it in three, the conversion, treat yourself. I'm hoping it gets a a disc release somewhere in the world. Um, I feel like bad old days of, or not the bad old days, but the old days of uh, Bloody Valentine 3D and the um, Final Destinations were the last time we had horror in 3D, right? Or text, uh, Texas yeah, Chainsaw. Really? Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and, and oh, 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 they had these remake. The, the Texas Chainsaw it was terrible. Uh, yeah. The 3D was okay. Um, the Bloody Valentine remake was actually really good. I was considering it had a CW cast. Uh, I was really impressed with it, especially the 3D. All right, so let's get to the movie itself. Uh, how was Scream Six in 3D? Uh, are we talking about the 3D or the movie? The 3D first. Oh, the 3D was terrible. So what like happened? It was so bad. It was so bad. Don't waste your time. Uh, save your money for Mario Brothers 3D or what's coming up next. This 3D is this god awful. It's flat. It's and the a few times if you even notice there's 3D, it looks like cardboard cutouts. There's no depth between the few layers they bothered to put. Uh, Radio Silence, the director of um, the two guys who directed this, they obviously weren't told this was going to be a 3D movie because uh, it was obviously not shot with the intention of converting it, and it shows. So was it pretty dark, too? Yeah, it was dark, and there wasn't any real – a lot of backlighting, which is a nice little trick you can do in a dark scene because if you see, like, the Little Mermaid, uh, the Russo Brothers uh, Marvel movies – they, uh, um, James Gunn, they all do these things to light, to put a pop of light in the, in the dark to help it pop out. Okay. And was, there was none of that done in this. Was there any good scenes at all or, or no? And 3D. Yeah. Not really. I mean, okay. the closest thing was when they were on a ladder going from one apartment building to another. There was some depth, but it wasn't maximized for a, 
to create a, an effect. It was more of I almost felt like I was watching one of those cheap German conversions. So it was it was okay, but not like oh that's a scene that if that scene alone is worth paying the extra money for the 3D. No, there wasn't any. Don't I would I say skip the 3D completely. All right, so that's your verdict. Uh, week 3D, 2D recommended. Yeah, 2D recommended. Okay, let's get to the movie itself. So, Scream 6 is the newest entry in the meta-horror franchise that has been going around since the 90s. And <laughs> it's been yeah, a while. Yeah, uh, started so. by uh, Wes Craven and uh, Kevin Williamson. And it kind of called out a lot of stuff that was going on in horror movies at the time. Kind of like how Galaxy Quest called out Star Trek. Um, but uh, it's... But it's also guilty of a lot of the things it calls out, but so your mileage may vary. Uh, I uh, only I didn't initially see Scream in the theaters uh, because I knew it was cut because there was like all sorts of press about it being censored to get an R. So I waited till I could see an unrated version. Uh, being a big Wes Craven fan, I was doodly impressed. Uh, it can't can't stand the R-rated version. Have you seen all of the movies in the franchise, or, or no? Uh, I have seen several of them mostly once, because it's like, I get they're, they're the type of movies I get dragged to, and I have several friends that absolutely adore this series, and they adore franchise, and, and they get, uh, and I joke that it's Scooby-Doo with a body count. Okay. So, um, being that it's a franchise movie, is that a, a problem potentially with the movie? Oh, of course. Uh, horror uh, thrives on suspense, uh, mystery, and it's kind of hard if you have a reoccurring character, even if they're portrayed by a different person. Uh, how can you be afraid of them if they keep losing? And you know they're not going to And then after a while... Um, when you have characters that have stuck around movie after movie after movie uh, or, or TV show talking to you, Walking Dead, Star Trek, uh, you kind of quickly know within five minutes who's going to survive and who's a red shirt. I mean, it gets to be obvious. Scream 5, I will give him credit, though, for killing off a legacy character, but I suspect that had more to do with the actor wanting to be done with it. And this is Scream 6, so... It, uh, yeah, has... <laughs> but I'm still not going to say who it was, because I, I don't even know if it's... I don't... Because there were some people uh, I know, they were irritated because uh, they hadn't been able to see Scream 5 yet. And they were wanting to see 6, but they missed it in the theaters because of COVID, and, and, so... and now it looks like uh, Paramount wants to do Scream movies every year. Okay. Um, they're already planning the next one. So, uh, Scream does kind of play around with it, right? And, like, they have, okay, we're going to mock mm -hmm. other horror movies. and uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and their criticisms are legit, uh, pretty much for franchise. Uh, right now, we, uh, cinema's in a horror renaissance. I mean, there are some incredible horror movies, like... Um, 
Midsummer and uh, Hereditary and um, ha- a lot of the stuff Bloomhouse is doing. Yeah. I mean, heck, even a Radio Silence. This is their sec. They did the. They did Scream Five, if I remember correctly, and they also did one of my uh, favorite low-budget studio horror fl- films. Um, uh, Ready or Ready or Not. It's great. In fact, a couple of the actors in that are in here. Okay, and then they change out who the ghost-faced killer is in this. Uh-huh. Yeah, I said that there's things they do to freshen up being a franchise. Uh, to keep Ghostface a little scary, they change out uh, who's Ghostface is just uh, an identity people adopt. Okay, now if you ha- I haven't seen, I saw. I think one or two, or I don't remember how many I've seen, actually, of these movies. Or Have I we lost walking into this, or no? No. There's so much exposition that if you've never seen a Scream movie, you aren't going to have trouble. Okay. <coughs> they, you, they tell you who all the different... And they spoil the and they spoil the rest of the series for you, so you will know who all the other ghost faces are. Okay. Now, were you able to guess who so the ghost faces was in this movie? Yeah, I, I think most that that's one of the big weaknesses of of Scream. You will pretty quickly, if you follow the rules of horror movies, ones that they state, plus ones they didn't state, which I'm not going to go into. God, um, you're um, it's it's just too much. But you will quickly figure out by the second act. Maybe as much as the middle of the second act. You will know, basically, who Ghostface is. But also, sometimes they set, they have some, you know, the, I joke that this, the, that the, um, the cast is full of red herrings and red shirts. Now, what are some good aspects of the movie? Okay, one of the things I've always liked about Scream movies are the female characters kick ass. They do not go down quietly they fight they fight hard and the comedy oh there's some uh, there's some great comedy um there's a one gag with the telephone which i can't believe they hadn't done yet and it people were rolling in the aisles because when one character is on the phone with um ghost face and what she uh i don't want to say what it is because if you haven't seen the movie yet uh I don't want to ruin it for you because it's absolutely, I snorted soda out of my nose. I mean, God, it was hysterical. And it was like, there ain't no way this movie's going below a seven now. Not with something that clever and funny. Now, uh, there's plenty of scares too. Mm, Well, yeah. I mean, there's like not really so much gotcha, but there's, it's more suspense. I mean, because when when people were going over uh, that um, in the bodega, I mean, uh, I mean, there's gunplay, which is something new, and it's 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 going to trigger uh, just the whole thought of uh, going in public and somebody just start randomly shooting. Now, kind of speaking about triggers, is it like a good social commentary of today? Yeah, there's a lot of really good social commentary about. Uh, the the true crime fandom, and that's pretty much you know what it is. 
um, and uh, and commentary about social media. Okay. And the and how this manipulates uh, people. So I guess uh, let's wrap up. Uh, what was your final score for this movie? Seven. Okay. Uh, just in case you don't know, uh, people listening, I did not watch this, so I'm just kind of helping to guide the conversation, uh, for Mr. for Jake. So, okay. Um, I guess that's going to be it for us. Bye. Bye, folks. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano3D, MK Ultra, Kevin Winter, Alex Folk, and Gravity Head Zero for your financial support on Patreon.com. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye.